0: This is the So Worth It podcast, a place where we're talking about growing a business while raising a family. Not to mention all of the crazy, fun, and hard stuff that comes with it. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, none of it's easy, but it is so worth it. If that sounds like your sort of thing, stick around. I'm your host, Jackie Ellis. Welcome to the show. Hey there. Thanks for joining me again on the podcast. I really appreciate my listeners, even if it's just my mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> Which reminds me, actually, my mom. She's so sweet. She always tells me the episodes that she listens to that she likes. And... <laughs> Makes me feel good. Makes me wonder um, if there are any other people out there listening to my episodes as well. But I actually just had a very kind and thoughtful reminder, I guess, that there are people listening. And there was an episode that I released recently called The Worst Business Advice That I've Ever Received. And it's actually the opposite of this episode that you're tuning into now. And when we went live with that episode, I remember the very moment that I got the notification that the episode went live, and I kind of like sucked in my breath for a second because when I was recording that, I knew that there were gonna be a lot of people that that episode might offend because the advice that I had been given it it was all with good intention, right and it's it was all advice that. Is very popular right now, like it's widespread advice. And so, for me to kind of go against the grain and say, like, none of this crap worked for me, or it didn't feel right for me, or it just, you know, whatever, didn't work. I knew that that was going to take off a lot of people, and for a brief moment, I regretted publishing that episode because I was worried about, I don't know, about what, about people that I don't know that I can't see like rolling their eyes about it. I'm not sure. But that day, actually the following day, my assistant, we were on a call and she said, did you see the email that someone sent you about your episode yesterday? And I was like, oh no, it's happening. It's happening. I'm making people mad. Which by the way, someone a long time ago told me that if you aren't, like ticking people off with your content, then you're like not putting yourself out there enough, which I, I kind of always think about in the back of my mind as funny. Like my intention is not to take anybody off, but I said, no, I haven't opened my email yet. Like what, what's going on? And she's like, you just have to read it. And I was like, oh boy. So I opened this email and it's a lovely email from a listener who I didn't get her permission, so she'll remain anonymous, but she said that she was listening to the episode while she was out on a run, I think, and it kind of like stopped her in her tracks and she was so appreciative for me just being blunt about this advice and not, you know, the advice that I had received from coaches and peers and that sort of thing and it just not working for me and being okay with that. And I guess this episode kind of felt like it gave her permission to feel the same. And that made me so happy. First of all, that someone is listening to my podcast while they're running is like a dream come true. That's when I listened to my podcasts as well. I felt like we were, if you're listening right now, person that sent me the email that shall re- re- um remain nameless. We are soulmates. <laughs> we listen to podcasts while we run. I love that. Um, but that just absolutely made my day. So thank you. Now, today's episode is like the flip-flop, the reverse of the worst advice that I've ever received in business. This is some of the best advice. And you guys, I have like racked my brain because there's so much amazing advice that I have received, not just from coaches, but I mean, from books that I've read, there are like I highlight in my books, I write things on sticky notes, like there's sticky notes all over my, my desk, my life, basically of just little nuggets that I want to stay with me. You know, I don't want to forget and takeaways, you know, from retreats that i have been to and group calls that have been on, there was just so much and I had to narrow it down. And I actually narrowed it down to some of the most recent advice that I've been given because i think what happens when we receive advice like there's there's like classic advice right that stays with you like words of wisdom that stay with you for like your entire life right things that maybe your you know third grade baseball coach told you <laughs> or little league baseball coach told you or whatever that just stays with you And then there's advice that you get right when you need it, like just in time. And it helps you get through whatever you're going through right then. And then you get past that and you move on to the next stage and you get advice that helps you get through that stage, right? And so it's like timely advice that doesn't necessarily stay with you your whole life. It's just what you needed at that time. And I feel like that's kind of where I am right now. I'm really deep in, in the learning phase in, in seeking advice for the stage that I am at right now. Okay. And so that's what I'm focusing on. It's the best advice that I ever got right now. <laughs> Not like in my whole life. Cause that would be an episode that would be so, so long. And probably if you run while well, you listen to this episode, you would be running for at least a marathon. <laughs> So the first piece of advice is something that I actually just received recently, like in the last few months. And it's been something that I am continually going back to and focusing on because, in fact, I just talked to one of my friends about it um, last night when we were having a drink on my patio, how there's this idea that you have to focus on marketing first, And then figure out how to deliver the thing that you're selling. And for a long time, I bought into that because, well, one, I'm a marketer, right? Marketing is the sexy, fun part. Like Creating the program, creating the product isn't necessarily the sexy part, at least to me, right? It's getting it out there. It's like, well, for me, it's putting it out there, attracting the people, reading the data, like trying to increase the conversions. Like that is all I love to do. Creating the thing, not as much fun, but I hear a lot of experts say, sell it before you make it, sell it before you create it. Okay. And I think we may have taken that a little bit too far, (laughs) to be honest, at least Maybe I did in my own business. I thought, you know, I could have an idea for something and then go put it out there in the world. Who's interested in this? Right? Okay, great. Let me sell it to you. And then I'll create it. And maybe that's not the mistake that I made. Maybe the mistake that I made was not having the support in my business to help me create it. And so the marketing was up to me, the creation was up to me the or the delivery we call it the delivery was up to me um and it kind of was crappy right if everything falls on my plate i can only do so much and i felt like i just wasn't delivering to the world class level that i hold my myself to and when clients or customers you know if you're selling a course or something If they feel that, they feel disappointed by having invested in something that is not what they expected, right? Okay, so what is the advice that I received? Figure out the delivery first and then dial up the marketing. Now, the funny thing about this is I actually did this in 2021, I think it was the first quarter of 2021 that we actually stopped taking clients because we didn't have our onboarding system for new clients dialed in. And I want to, it was like a headache every single time that we took on a new client, we were kind of scrambling to make our system a little bit better each time and couldn't just like plug and play like a new client in. We've got the system to roll them out. You know, it was, it was just a headache every time. And I hope that our clients didn't feel that headache. I think it was just a headache on our side of things. But I knew that was something that I needed to fix if I was going to take on more clients. So intuitively, I think I already had this kind of figured out. Okay. I can't take more clients. Like I can't market until I've got this figured out first. Like we want to be really good at onboarding before we bring in more clients to onboard. Okay. So one of my coaches just recently said, everyone's doing it backwards. You don't want to market and almost like you you almost create a bottleneck in your business, right? Where if you don't have a system for delivery or fulfillment, to like deliver the thing that your customers bought and do it in a really like really easy or automated or world-class way, then you're not ready to start getting more customers. And that is delivery first, then marketing. That is like the simplest, best advice that I have received recently. Like I said, I, I intuitively like, knew that, but sometimes it just takes hearing it from someone else in just a really simple way, right? For it to like really sink in into your bones. The next advice actually came from the same exact person, (laughs) one of my coaches. She said, instead of, you know, if you want to increase your revenue instead of, and your profit actually, which two different things, two very different things, but Instead of creating something new, evaluate what you're selling the best right now, right? What is your best seller? What is your most, what do you make the most money selling? And what is most profitable? And take that thing and figure out more ways to sell it. You guys, this was like a a forehead smack moment, like, duh. Why are we always trying to create new things, right? What if I just took my most profitable product or service and I figured out ways to increase, increase my revenue from that? So I could raise the price. I could try and get referrals or create an affiliate program. I could create a new way to introduce that product or service to new people. I could send an email to my email list promoting this product. I could put it on sale, right? I could come up with at least 10 ways pretty quickly to sell the heck out of this thing that already works in my business. Now, the funny thing about this, you guys, I mean, like, I think we all know this. If you're in business, you know this. Probably if you're not in business, you know this. But there's something so tempting, like entrepreneurs just love to create new things, have new ideas. Right. And I, I was just telling one of my team members, I was like, when I used to work for entrepreneurs, it was so frustrating to me because it's like, can't you just like rein this in? Like, can't, can't you just control your idea making brain? Like just stop for a minute. Right. And I was always trying to like I guess, stop them or like slow them down. It's like, okay, well, we can't, you came up with this idea. We're trying to move this forward first, just, you know, just stop thinking of new things. And then I joined a mastermind where I'm surrounded by other entrepreneurs. And I see that it's just in their bones. You know, it's like something we are wired for ideas, which thank goodness. I mean, really the world needs more outside the box thinkers. You know, we want people with ideas. We do have to learn how to like rein them in a little bit, I guess. But anyway, I'm getting off track here because I'm getting more ideas of things to talk about. (laughs) But we all know that it would be better To sell the thing that's already working instead of creating more things. It's just more fun as an entrepreneur to try something new, to create something new because we have all these ideas and we feel so stifled by just being stuck on one thing, right? Or at least I'll speak for myself. I won't speak for all entrepreneurs. But again, this is something that I intuitively knew for myself and I've been fighting it. For so long. I remember when I first started my business and I took on a few of my early clients. And I was sitting inside Whole Foods with two of my business friends, and we all had our laptops and we're all like sharing what we're doing and brainstorming and that sort of thing. And um, one of my friends, Elena, she had a membership and some courses, and my friend Nicole, she had a course. And I was like, I really love the idea of a course. I'm I want to create a course, you know, to teach people how to do their own Facebook ads, blah blah blah. And for I I so I started. And for weeks, probably months, I was like piecing this course together and trying to promote it and it just wasn't working the way that I wanted, but I wanted it to work so badly. And I kept coming back to this meeting because we would meet like every two weeks or something. I kept coming back and I would say, why am I doing this? I know how to make money in my business. And that is with my one-on-one clients. Like they're profitable. I get them results. They're easy. I They're easy to find. Why am I trying to force myself to create this course? Yes, I want to do it. It's not like I was forcing myself to do it. I want to do it. But at the same time, that wasn't the thing that was selling. That wasn't the thing that was moving the needle in my business. I knew what was moving the needle in my business, but for some reason I was reluctant to like just go deeper into that. And I think that's where this advice becomes um, really great. It's like go back to that thing that's working the best in your business and double down on that. More best advice that I ever got. I shared this one a couple weeks ago in an episode where I was talking about another one of my coaches, Christina Scalera. I joined her program to learn how to create digital products. And she had this module inside the program that taught, I hope that I'm not like giving anything away, but I think that this is okay. Um, a module inside the program after you create your product and you do all these things to promote it. She says, if you want to try Facebook ads. Right. And she says that basically, I'm paraphrasing here ads won't fix an offer problem. Yeah. And I just like was, again, something I already knew, but had never heard it said exactly like that. And I was just like, yeah, absolutely freaking lootly. She's absolutely right. Ads don't fix an offer problem. So, what does that mean? That means that any amount of marketing that you do, it will never work if you don't have the thing that people want. Or at least it could be the thing that people want. But if you can't communicate like how it's the thing that people want, why it's the thing that that people want, what is in it for them, right? So the messaging around your offer, okay? If people don't understand why they need something, or know that they want something. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you spend on Facebook ads, or how much organic marketing or paid advertising you do. It's not. It's not going to work, right? And we have to remind our clients of this all the time. the The Facebook ad is just one piece of the puzzle. It's you know. There's so much more involved. And that's why people, I think, I'm getting off on a tangent here, but I think people get so frustrated with Facebook ads is because they think that that is going to be like that was the missing piece to blowing up their business. It totally could be if you have a good offer. Sometimes we have to take a look at, you know, what happens after the ad to you know, see if the ad is the problem or not. Another way of saying this is like for our clients when ads aren't working or not ads aren't working, when our clients aren't getting the result that they were hoping for, my team has to evaluate, okay, is this an ads problem or is this a conversion problem? Is this a traffic problem or is this a conversion problem, right? Are we getting people to the offer and then they're not taking action. That's a, those are two totally different problems. If we can't get people to the offer, then it's an ads problem. If we can't get people to take the action, then it's an offer problem. And just this, this simple statement that Christina makes ads won't fix an offer problem. It's just a powerful reminder. Now, another piece of advice that I want to go, like, actually, I'm going to go back a few years. This was probably, I don't know, seven, seven, eight years ago that I received this advice from one of my very early mentors, Todd Durkin. I've talked about him several times on the podcast. I'm not sure if I've mentioned him by name, but he was a very early influencer on my mindset, on my perspective, on business when i was a fitness professional. So i i can remember like going to fitness conferences and yeah, i used to teach like step aerobics and trx and like all these different classes. And you would go to this conference and each room would have like a different workout in it. I don't know if anyone has ever experienced this before. I don't know even know if these are a thing anymore. I was just noticing that group fitness has kind of gone away since COVID, which is so sad to me because, I mean, that was, group fitness was like everything to me, like as a teenager. And then when I became an instructor and anyway, Todd Durkin was kind of a big name in the fitness industry. And he would teach instructors how to teach more like a coach, like how to lead classes, more like a coach, like a sports coach. And he has a coach like mindset that I just love. This was before I knew anything about business coaches or anything. I ended up joining his mastermind years and years ago with other fitness professionals, but I'm not in the fitness industry anymore, so it didn't feel like that like that was a fit anymore, but you guys he is just such a powerhouse of just amazing strong and what am I what word am I looking for like old school kind of old school perspective on things that I love. I was going to say mindset, but I just kind of like tore apart <laughs> mindset coaching and my worst business advice I ever got. But when it comes to Todd, he approaches mindset in a very different way, a way that feels old school to me, just like classic values, you know what I mean? So, what's the advice that he gave? Well, so much actually, but one thing that has always stood out to me, Is when he talks about you as a professional or you as a business owner being a lighthouse. Okay. And he doesn't say, like, necessarily, like, go out and be a lighthouse. Just this idea of what a lighthouse is has just always sat like deep, like in my soul. And what it means, I'll just kind of summarize, is that people are drawn to the light of a lighthouse obviously ships captains right it's it's like a lighthouse is a lighthouse for a reason but if you can make yourself the lighthouse you become you can think of it as like becoming the good in the world like be the good right be the light that people are drawn to give back Like, I don't know. He just made a lighthouse, like a symbol of everything good. I can't really describe, but it just, it feels so right to me to think of that in terms of my business, right? It's like, I want to, I want to share and provide and spread the light. That's a, another analogy that he uses. I mean, like being the light is like in a world of darkness where we feel like there's a lot of heavy things, but when there's light, it feels, it feels lighter and we can be that light. We have messages to share on podcasts and webinars and emails and workshops, right? All of these things, all of these businesses doing amazing things, essentially sharing Light, helping other people, solving problems. And I just love that. But it goes so much deeper than just helping our customers. Because when we can be a lighthouse, we can shed light for our team. We can attract the right people to work with us and empower those people with the resources that they need, not just to do the job that they're there to do, but to become better people in their own lives and to become. Lighthouses themselves. We do that. We can do that for our customers. We can do that for our team. We can do that for our family and our children. Like just basically sharing light in all areas of our lives. And I just love that. It just sits so well with me. Anyway, that is a handful of the best business advice that I ever got. Recently, and then a a few years back, I wish that I had time to share all of the best advice that I ever got. Maybe there will be a part two to this episode at some point, because I really do have, there are so many wise people in my life that I would love to share messages that they have shared with me for sure. So I do envision probably a part two coming, but I just wanted to make sure that I got this out in the world because this is where I am right now. This is the advice that is helping me the most right now. And I hope that it was helpful to you. I hope you enjoyed it. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners. If you haven't left a review on this podcast yet. I would love, 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 and appreciate so much. If you would do that, um, share your favorite episode or what you like to listen to. I would just, it would mean so much to me. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. As always, you can find show notes, links, and more over at Jackie And if we haven't connected yet, make sure you come find me on Instagram at I am Jackie Ellis and shoot me a DM. Let me know what episode you listened to and what you thought. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for being brave, being amazing, and just being you. I can't wait until next time.